Right, hello everybody, and welcome to another episode of Top Pod. I'm Josh, with me as always is my co-host Jack. Hello there. And joining us again is Bradley Fuller. Hello, hello. How are you boys, how's it going? Yeah, yeah not bad. bad mate, not bad. Enjoying the new year, you know, new year, same us, all that stuff. <laughs> we should probably say Happy New Year to the listeners if we haven't already. I think we probably yeah that's true. No, we yeah, did when we did uh, we did when we did gridlock. I think. When did that get released? Though? Just after or just before New Year's. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, no, we've already done that. Happy New Year, everybody. Just in case we didn't. Um, today we are doing our review of the Lazarus experiment, Lazarus pit, mm-hmm. Lazarus experiment, right? The Lazarus experiment. Lazarus experiment. Uh, an episode Bradley was infamously dreading. One that I was quite excited to uh, to 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 revisit, JP. In a word, uncanny. Okay, uh, I, I, I presume you. Know, I know what you're talking about, uh, Bradley. Dead. Wow, <laughs> brutal. Um, I think just good. I think just good times with it. I think it's good? Just a pretty good episode. Yeah, really. But Wow. Before, before before we start talking about it, shall we <clears> jump <throat> over, Bradley, to your famous segment, Who News? So the music. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we can, as we've discussed before, we started the podcast, um, there isn't really a lot of news to talk about, really. Um, who News? Anyone? I have <laughs> not seen anything in the news. The only thing not seen even see... any promo or anything recently. No, it's been pretty quiet, all quiet on the West Front, but... It has been 15 years since Matt Smith was announced as the Doctor. That's quite upsetting. Well, that makes me feel old, to be fair. That's insane, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it is. 15 years, yeah. Doctor, I was famously not that invested in, I don't think. Excited to get back and redo him. Did Did you carry on watching through Matt Smith, or did you sort of give up as well, Brad? Uh, I think I watched sort of a couple of seasons in. And then fell off and then came back when he regenerated. Watched the first episode of Peter Baldy and then never watched it again. <laughs> Until I got reintroduced again. <laughs> Missing out on some top tier stuff. The first episode so bad though. <laughs> Even I will admit it's not his best stuff, to be fair. Um, JP, have you ever seen a Matt Smith episode? I haven't, no. Which is unsurprising, seeing as I'm watching through these for the first time and we're currently on David Tennant, so... Uh, we 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 watched a couple of Peter Capaldi episodes back in the day. I'm sure. You said I'm that. sure I really that happened. Don't remember them? Are you sure I'm... you just didn't have other threes? No, one hundred percent. We I'm used to play. Sure, you two used to watch it. Before you went yeah, out. we we used to play Battlefront in the day or like early yeah. afternoon. <laughs> Whack Doctor Who on, and then go to brush. Maybe it's just they were really shit, and I've scrubbed them from my mind. No, well, we'll get there. Have you ever seen anything <laughs> with Matt Smith in? I. Don't know. I'm. Sh- I must have. He's had a pretty tough uh, Hollywood career, to be fair. I know he was going to play young Palpatine in the Rise of Skywalker, and they cut his part. Oh, that would have been cool. Um, I think he played. He was in Morbius, wasn't he? He was in Morbius, yeah, which I, I haven't seen. Nah. He's in Spider Man. <clears throat> no, no. There's another. No, he's in the Game of Thrones spinner. This came up the other day. Yeah, there's another actor called Matt Smith in original Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, which we're at, which oh, I'm actually, okay. I'm going to bring up Spider-Man in this episode today. Quite excited to do that. Um, oh. And I think he, he played like a bad guy in one of the Terminators, I think. Yeah, I'm Did just he? looking through his Google thing now. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure he was in a Terminator. But yeah, not a huge career following on from Doctor Who. Or to be fair, he's in a lot of mainstream Hollywood stuff, but it never does very well. Morbius, Terminator. Yeah. You know, they all seem to be I mean, he's nuts. in House of the Dragon. That's pretty big. That's like the spin-off of Game of Thrones, isn't it? He's king of TV, yeah. though, to be fair. He was the crown he's as well. He was Philip in the crown. Yeah. yeah, yeah. he's done all right for TV, but not really. Same as David Tennant, just never really got the break in the movies. Oh, same as Peter Capaldi. Hmm. Peter Capaldi has got his break in the movies. Isn't there another lovely. one coming out that he's doing? Pardon? I, I swear I saw something on TV advertised the other day. The yeah, Capaldi he's got like a... He's got a detective program coming out that looks pretty good. Is it? That's it. Yeah. 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 Only on Apple TV, though, which is upsetting. Oh, oh God. But we know oh, Apple God. TV, they produce the quality. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, uh, I don't have anything to add for Who News, really. JP, anything to add for Who News? 
No, I've got nothing. Sweet no? FA. Sweet FA. Well, in that case, uh, should we jump in with the review then, boys? Let's do it. Crack on. Right, before we go any further, uh, episode six of series three, which means we're halfway through this series. We're also wow. halfway through David Tennant's run. Wow, really? If you don't well, include specials and stuff, yeah, this is, this is <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, he's never actually going to go away. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, we're halfway through him as a him as his first tenure as the Doctor. Um, he does three three seasons. He only only three seasons, and then some specials, and then he comes back every year or so. <laughs> <laughs> every anniversary. <laughs> How do you think it's going so far, JP? I really like him, to be honest. Like, I think so far, I, I did like. Look, I I really like Christopher Eccleston, but I've got to say I can see why people prefer David Tennant. Because he's interesting, fun, you know. I I feel like Christopher Eccleston was a bit more. He had some fun moments, but I feel like Christopher Eccleston was a bit more gritty, whereas David Tennant is a bit more just yeah, fun. I guess is the word. You know, he's very theatrical, very loud and shouty, and this is how we're doing it and everything. And I, I just kind of like that. It's a bit more enjoyable to watch. Yeah, no, I actually totally agree with you. There's a theory in film that's called like the four quadrant theory. I don't know if either of you have heard this, but it's why or nope. it's why people think the Titanic film did so well because it has something Absolutely. for everyone. So it's a romance film, it's an action film, it's a bit of a horror film and, you know, it's a disaster movie. And Christopher Eccleston, he was quite niche. Like you said, he's a bit grittier, he's a bit darker. Whereas David Tennant, he's cool. You know, it's sort of like the James Bond effect. Men want to be him. Women want to sleep with him. He's the action hero. He's the romance guy. Like, he's definitely appealing to more uh, more audiences, right? Yeah. yeah no, I, I get that. I, I think it's, yeah, he, he, yeah, no, in fact, I fully agree. There, there is There is something in David Tennant for everybody watching. You yeah. know, if you prefer, you kind of, you, you kind of, you know, your sci-fi, lots of, what I'd call intelligent jokes. That's perfect. He makes jokes that, you know, and he says things that you go, yeah, that's scientifically accurate. He's action-packed as well. I know it's something you don't like, but with, um, was it the cigarettes? No, it wasn't the cigarettes. Um, oh, what was the one where he comes, his first episode, he comes and he loses a hand and then... Yeah, yeah, the cigarettes, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was the cigarettes, yeah. When he comes back and he's, <laughs> it's, you know, he's quite literally sore fighting. Yeah, you know, you yeah, need yeah, Chris yeah. do that, you know. But um, no, I, I really like him. To be honest, I, I think so far he's my favourite Doctor. There you go, Brad. What do you reckon? You're not. I hear you're not yeah. really a fan. <laughs> uh, well, I think I've made it pretty clear that Dave Tennant is my favourite Doctor. Um, okay. He is definitely better than Chris Rockerson. Um Chris Rockerson, like you say, was niche and had that dark side. But I would say that David Tennant, I think, is very similar to Matt Smith. Yet the difference between the two is massive. Like David Tennant is a lot better than Matt Smith, in my opinion. But I can't define why. It's also it's also Matt Smith is very similar to David Tennant. It's not the other way around. Um, Well, yeah, it has to be because he came after. But yeah, my issue with Matt Smith, and again, we'll obviously talk about it when we get there. He was too goofy. He was too childish. Whereas I don't know, David Tennant has this like agency about him. I don't think David Tennant's goofy. I think he's... Can be. He can be. I, I, I'm not sure goofy. I'm not sure. JP, would you have described David Tennant as goofy at any point? A little bit, yeah. Really? There, there, there have been times that I would say he's a bit goofy. Um, like when he's joking fact, around and he does the Ghostbusters thing and stuff, like at the end of series yeah. two. I'd call that okay. goofy. It's, all right, so maybe I mean like Matt Smith's a bit more childlike, a bit more immature what, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Yeah, there's a sense of naivety about him. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't know. But we will get there rather than uh, talking about a doctor you've not seen yet, JP. Uh, let's yeah, actually say, yeah. jump straight in with the episode Much now. A little tangent there. Um, <laughs> so I completely forgot this episode starts with uh, the doctor just dropping Martha off, just saying goodbye. You know what, Brad said? I reacted the exact same way. Yeah. Yeah, he said he's going to yeah, I'll be honest, there's very little I remember about this episode, apart from the actual uh, villain of the episode. Uh, Which, same thing, I forgot how it started, and I also forgot how it ended. Yeah, I mean, obviously we remember the villain for uh, all the wrong reasons. 
Um, but yeah, no, I thought it, I, I, I thought it was a really interesting uh, little thing. I love getting a glimpse of Martha's panties. Thought it was very interesting the goodbye between them. Martha not really asking to come on another journey. I thought that was quite interesting as well. Like it just being a mutual goodbye. Um, perhaps some foreshadowing for the end of the season, Brad. Potentially, let's not spoil anything. Um, but then, yeah, obviously, there's the contrived uh, look at the news. Your sister is on the news, and uh, we get the antagonist of the story, old Richard Lazarus. What did you guys think of his old man prosthetics? Well, actually, before we get there, JP, did yeah. you did you know they were because you obviously haven't seen Mark Gattis before? Did you yeah. think they were prosthetics? Plot it straight away, mate. I recently <laughs> watched Jackass, right? And you know yeah. when they do like a uh, bad grandpa and everything like that? It yeah, was yeah, exactly yeah. the same as that. It was just like they'd like put a load of prosthetics on him, and it was just like, yeah, that doesn't look like a person, does it? Really? <laughs> and then it just got worse through the episode, to be honest. But no, you could tell straight away that wasn't uh, that that wasn't uh, like that's not how he looks normally. I think on his on his own in the shots where it's just him, he looks fine, like he looks passable. But when you have an actual human with actual skin in the same shot, I think that's when it becomes a little bit jarring. Um, but yeah, I mean, so so there we go. That's That leads us into, he's going to change what it means to be human, I think is the line. Um, mm-hmm. That's the cold open. I think it's quite a strong cold open, to be fair. I even like the doctor doing his little disappearing and then come back and say, did he just say that? Let's investigate. Like, did yeah, it set it- you up in the right way? Yeah, I, I mean, look, it, it gives you some kind of mystery to the episode. You're like, there's obviously something going on here. Like, you know, gridlocks, for example, the two people in the car, they get crushed by some monster. One of them saying, oh, we shouldn't have done it and everything. It gives that sense of mystery. You're like, what is going to go wrong? Because obviously something is going to go wrong because the doctor's interesting. But what's going to go wrong? Um, which I quite like, actually. I, I, I You know, I, I thought it was... It was a good setup for the episode. Okay, fair enough. Um, talking about setup and mystery, I suppose we may as well ask the question now. JP, do you want to give us your Easter egg theory for this series? Yes, yes. This, this, is, the first, <laughs> this is the first time this season that I've actually managed to piece two things together because Harold Saxon has come up again in this one. Yeah. Yeah, um, I right at the end. I I don't know if it, if that was Harold Saxon that was talking to Martha's mum at the do, or whether that was just one of his. I don't know what you'd call them minions or something. I don't know, but yeah. at the end, well, said, on, go on. No, since I said that it was interesting to see what Josh thought this, but do you actually know who that guy is? Because I didn't recognise him or remember him at all. Uh no, is the answer. I don't know if we ever actually <laughs> see him again. <laughs> I don't think we do. Yeah, um, sure. What was the second thing, JP? Uh he was mentioned in um Oh okay, so yeah, you you was a, got yeah, two sorry, there was a poster yeah. saying vote Saxon and then he appeared on the radio talking yeah. about uh, I think I think that was in Smith and Jones actually. The very yeah, the very first episode. And then we've had nothing since. And now no, and that's the problem. I've not I've not been able to find anything in between since. So I don't know if this is something I'm just missing or whether there is just nothing <clears> in between. No, I've got no idea. No, there hasn't been anything. Me and Brad, before we started this season, we were actually talking about how there's no chance you're going to get the Saxon one. I don't know about you, Brad, but in my head, I thought throughout this series, there's literally just like one or two posters that you see. Fucking hell, it's yeah, so uh... obvious in this episode. It's unbelievable. <laughs> like, Yeah, there's so many many references aren't there to Saxon I don't know if you mentioned it as well uh, there was a mention in the Christmas special as well that you picked up on JP mm-hmm. uh, yeah so that's a do you remember when they come out of the uh, the Thames bit um, and they shoot the star down I think it's they say something about orders from Mr Saxon or something oh yes, um, yes. no I do remember yeah yeah that's to right. shoot it down yeah so that's it's like even from before Martha's even there it's it's mentioned well, if you um, if you guys yeah, cast episode, your mind back, if you guys cast your mind back to uh, Love and Monsters, our favourite episode from series two, um, he's reading a newspaper that mentions Saxon on it. So all the way back, oh. way over a series. So okay, so we've we've obviously given oh, yeah. that um, Saxon 
is the Easter egg. I want to hear your theories on what it actually means, though, please, JP. I'm assuming he's the, uh, you know, he's the bad guy that, you know, kind of everything, like, um, almost not quite the level of Harriet Jones, but more like he's working in the shadows. And it's going to be something that instead of trying to work with the Doctor, he's trying to use the Doctor for his own benefit, I guess you'd call it. Oh, and what do you think the benefit is? <laughs> I don't know, maybe to become immortal or something. I don't, know, I don't know. Okay, okay. Based off the Lazarus thing, that would make yeah, sense. Yeah, but you know, you know, what I mean, it's going to be something, or whether he wants to, I don't know, expand technology because he wants to invade other planets. It's going to be something that he is trying to manipulate the Doctor for his own benefit, and then it's going to be, you know, kind of the Doctor gets captured, Martha's got to help, and all that stuff. That, that's that's what I'm thinking interested stick with it i am very intrigued uh to hear you develop your theory as we go on um brad are you getting quite excited now that we're halfway through knowing what's coming i'm fucking gassed to watch the rest of this series now yeah because i mean the next episode is pretty similar to the one that we're reviewing now in the fact that i don't remember much of it again i probably rem- i remember i actually do remember the end of it and i remember the middle but I couldn't tell you what else happens. Um, but after that, yeah, the episodes are great. I'm buzzing. Uh, yeah. Probably the best best five episodes of a series, I'd say. I reckon, yeah, I reckon Combined, the strongest like, tail end. Um, but yeah. back to this episode, sorry, guys. Uh, so the Doctor gets himself uh, invited to uh, the event. We get his little black suit, which makes a, a recurring thing throughout the next sort of series or two. Uh, I like the little James Bond reference. I like his reaction to the James Bond reference as well. Um, that, for me, is like the level of goofiness Matt Smith, I think, Brad is thinking he's at. But Matt Smith would take yeah. that one too far, I think. And that's the difference between the two. It might just be the way they act, that um, David Tennant just doesn't do it as bad as Matt Smith, uh, Matt Smith did. Yeah, I, it's the same thing where he gets called a science geek and he's like, oh, I quite like that actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be a science geek. Like that's all good stuff. Little mm. bit goofy, but I would call that more. I don't know. I think that's. I, 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 I don't know. I, I quite like that bit. To be fair, that doesn't upset me at all. Even the bit where he's like, "Oh, Mrs. Jones, nice to meet you. I've heard so much about you. Uh, actually, nothing. We've been too busy to talk." It's like, "Oh, you saying that in front of a mum?" <laughs> well, the, I mean, this is the thing. Two things: the Doctor in a tux was quite a cool thing. I'm not gonna lie. It was like, yeah, we we used to see him in his blue suit, but now he's he's that you know he's, he's dressed up. He's dapper. I quite like that. But yeah, the only thing that I didn't get right, and there's no disrespect to Martha's sister at all, but she's she's like a kind of just a personal assistant, yeah, like a PA. Does that really equate a whole family invite to an event? But she was like head of PR. She runs yeah. She thing. says she's head of PR. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but really, she's just a personal assistant she she's there to assist lazarus isn't she no she's head of public relations all, she put the whole event things. together yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know I, i'm not she sure really she's done the guest list <laughs> yeah i just i don't think it really constitutes a whole family invite though it's a bit weird isn't it keep uh keep an eye on that jp yeah there's know. a I reason because you're absolutely right when we first meet is it trish or tish yeah uh, no yeah. Tish. tish when we first meet tish you're absolutely right she is a pa in this one, she's uh, head of PR um, and she's managed to get her whole family. There's a reason that something's happening. Just again, it's sort oh, of in line with the Easter egg. But yeah, I mean, head of PR. Yeah, I think it makes sense that you invite your family. I mean, I, don't, I, I couldn't imagine wanting to go to this event if I had the invite. Do you think you would? Are you mad? What are you doing? You'd want to know what was happening. Yeah, yeah I mean, but... I'd hope... Go on. I don't know. I mean, I'd hope there'd be some more health and safety protocols in place, but yeah. yeah. I don't know if I would. If 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 my brother ran me up and said, oh, I work for this guy, he's doing this sort of science experiment thing, it's a black tie event, do you want to come down, there's going to be cocktails and stuff, I'd probably be like, no, actually, you'll probably be fine. I'm not renting a tux for this. Yeah, but still, mm-hmm. you I think what was happening. Cool science experiment. It doesn't yeah, sound like Tish... Someone's going to try and de-age themselves. But nobody does know, right? That's the whole point. He just says he's well, going to change what it means to be human. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's sceptical. You'd want to find out what that is. You would want well, to find out what that is. 
I don't know, man. I think I'd be happy to hear about it in the news. But that leads us on to the transformation. We, well, me and Brad specifically, have criticised the new series for being a little bit uh, Disney-fied. Um, this mm-hmm. is some pretty Disney stuff going on here, though, isn't it? I didn't say it is. No, I don't think it is. Really? I was getting, maybe not, maybe not Disney, but certainly Marvel. I was getting serious Spider-Man 2, Doc Ock and his arms, harnessing the power of the sun vibes from this. Yeah, I know. See, you know what I got? I got um, Andrew Garfield in the first Spider-Man with Dr. Connors and the Lizard. Okay, I didn't, yeah, no, okay, I could. I could what, I can want, see it. Wants to, yeah, wants to uh, change the genetic code for you know the better of humanity that is really doing it for themselves and then turns into a horrific monster. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Horrific I'm just, I'm being just, the optimal word. I was yeah. expecting Andrew Garfield to come back from the 1930s and just be like, hello. <laughs> that would be quite good. But no, I'm getting serious but There's even a bit, or certainly Spider-Man vibes. There's a bit where like the DNA strand comes up on the screen as well, and they're that all felt very sort of like X-Men, Spider-Man. And then there's even a bit, right? You know, in Avengers where he hulks out on the on the on the helicarrier and he's chasing uh Black Widow down the corridor. They basically do that shot in this with him on the ceiling chasing the doctor. Yeah, I, I don't remember that doing, Marvel. Yeah. Which film is that? Which Marvel film is that? Avengers that one. You know where he hulks out on the helicarrier? On the on the what's it what, called? He runs after Black Widow. Yeah, there's one yeah, scene, goes, yeah, oh, and it's yeah, like it slow motion. Like, you know when he first turns into the Hulk on the helicarrier, and then it's all oh, dark, man. and then you just see like she's running through, and then the Hulk's behind her, and he just smashes like all the glass bits and everything. I have to get a rewatch. Can't remember. I'll whack it on the Instagram this week when I'm advertising the <laughs> when I'm advertising the episode. Um, so yeah, and he comes out, and we get Mark Gattis in all his glory. First time you've seen him, but as we mentioned last week, he's a regular writer for Doc 2, but didn't write this episode. Um, strange relationship. Um, I like that when he comes out, he's a smarmy little prick, basically, and he's just hitting on girls and he ditches his wife immediately. And uh, yeah, I, can't, I, mean, I, can't, was, I was gonna say that was kind of for, like foreshadowed though, because the, the bit just before the presentation. Tish goes up and he does that really weird thing where he puts his hand on top of her hand. Yeah. Which I, I lost like the entire that. contents of my stomach before. I was like, that's just that. <laughs> but um yeah, I don't know. I it, that that was that was in his core. Like he was always gonna do that. Yeah. Well, this brings me on to my the main thing that I like from this episode is that it's another comment on what it means to be human and and, and our humanity, right? We've literally just had it with a Dalek human, and now we're getting it again with, you know, uh, like, you know, they mention it numerous times throughout the episode. Is it, can a human do more with more life, or is it the human that makes the time count? Just like this series, even if we look forward as well, is a real deep dive into what it means to be human, basically. And uh, whose side would you boys lean on? We'll start with Brad. Are you, life should be finite and we just do the best with what we've got? Or do you think that we should continue advancing medicine to the point where we're basically living forever? Uh, I'm on the side of probably just stick to how it is. I think obviously medicine can advance to like cure other things and that, but why would anyone really want to live longer than like 120 years or 100 years, whatever? Like, that's too long. Especially if you're... Staying at that age, like being an old person, I don't think, you know, it's a good quality of life, is it really? No, but if you get if you get reset, want to do it all over again, like the Lazarus thing. I don't know. I think that's too much. Too much. I guess unless until you're in that situation, you just wouldn't know, would you? Like, would you do it if you were? You know, we're we're in our twenties. Like, by the time you're eighty and you've lived eighty years of life, would you really want to go all the way back to twenty and go again? I'm not really sure I want to get to 30, if I'm being totally honest with you. Uh, exactly. what to... So why do you want to get to 80 and go again? <laughs> only, four years, only four more years to go, mate, don't worry. But if I was like this billionaire scientist, I probably would want a couple of goes at it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, JP, what do you well, think? Yeah, but that's just because you have the money. Yeah, I mean, look, there's there's two things in it. It's using science responsible. Like, well, sorry, responsibly. It's like, it goes back to the cat thing, the, the cat people. 
um, in season two, was it? Yeah, season two. Yeah. So, like, science and technology is great, but it also comes at a cost. So that would be one of those things that only the rich would be able to do that. So the rich would live forever and the poor would just die normally. And then you then got to look at it the fact of would it become a basic human right to be able to, re- in theory, regenerate and live your life all over again? Do you think it should be a human right? That's a tough one, to be honest. If the technology know. was there, should it be if made tempo- available yeah, to what? It, well, it, only if it could be made available. I think we can afford that. that is the thing. <laughs> Well, yeah, Can't afford yeah, enough yeah. beds in hospitals, mate. Let <laughs> afford people to go back and live there. Well, I'm hopeful that, that in the future, that you know, kind of the NHS just is just you know, the NHS wins the lottery. That's what I'm hoping. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but this is the problem. Like even now, we're living till we're 80 years old. This planet, forget about the governments, forget about NHS. This planet is struggling to survive because we're all living so long. If you were to now double oh. that, you okay there, Brad? Sorry, I just remembered something that we could have put in new news. <laughs> what, you've got another Mars bar in the fridge? <laughs> <laughs> no, I had the last one, actually. Go on, go on. No, no, I don't, you probably haven't actually seen it, Josh, to be fair. But, um, on the topic of New Year's, but we've really just cut back here, but topic of New Year's, um, they did the London fireworks, obviously, they do every year. I have um, seen this, and there was a little do- there was a little TARDIS noise, a little and, Doctor Who noise. Yeah, and apparently, like Hartnell's face or something popped up in it. I'm not like a drone of Hartnell's face. No, yeah. I didn't. No, I don't remember seeing Hartnell's face or anything. But yeah, they did the TARDIS noise, and um, that was a nice little nod to Doctor Who coming back this year. You know, that would never have happened in the last like six years. Like, uh, that's cool. No, that shows what Russell's done, in my opinion. Yeah. Has it ever happened before? Not as far as I'm aware. To be fair, even do you remember they uh, they even put the pink Barbie TARDIS uh, on the Thames and stuff? Yeah, they've had other stuff like that, recycled art and stuff. Yeah, Yeah. um, and then he just kills his wife. Do you think he was going to kill her anyway? I think so. As a human or as a thing? As a human, no, as a thing. Yeah. No, why would he have killed her? He just just would have divorced her. No, I think he was going to. You know. Don't what? forget the whole the whole concept of this is that he just turns into or it unlocks the genes that evolution put a stop to. So I'm not sure that his personality changes when he becomes this monster, other than the fact that he needs to feed. Um, I like that concept. I think it's a pretty good idea, right? JP, what do you think? Yeah, I mean it's the kind of the shady businessman, isn't it? Really, and I know he's I know he's a scientist more than a businessman, but it was. Yeah. It kind of feels invincible, like, and I, I, just, I, I mean, it gives you that. Um, I don't know if there's a word for it or not. Not like a hero's quest, but like the opposite makes the villain the villain. Because at that point, he was just a sign. Like at that point in the episode, he was a scientist who had just rejuvenated himself, and he was about to sell it for millions. And then he kills his, he kills his wife, and then suddenly he's a murderous psychopath who is just there to make himself better okay yeah I, I, kind of, yeah it gives that he not hero's purpose but like literally the opposite of it it gives him a, a villainous purpose he turns from someone that's maybe misunderstood into someone that's an actual villain yeah it's his origin story i more meant yeah. the concept of like the monster is created because it's unlike he is just what we would have evolved into had our genes just gone slightly differently? Like, what do you think of that as a concept? Uh, I, I don't, I, I was trying to think this because I actually ended up watching this twice because I watched it the first time on my own tech notes and then the second time with Brad. And both times I was trying to work out if it was a comment on that's what they think if human evolution didn't stop, that's what we would turn into. But then I also sat there and thought because the doctor's mentions about he couldn't have taken into consideration all of the variables. So I think that was just one of the variables going wrong. So it wasn't necessarily the peak of human evolution. I think that was just, it was a an accident, a, a, you know, a laboratory accident, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, no, no. So it's, so it's supposed to be that, like, you know, we had gills at one point and then we evolved to a point when we didn't need that. So in theory, that gene would still be in us, just not unlocked. So it's like, you know, if we hadn't evolved this way, we would have evolved that way instead i think that's yeah fascinating to be fair 
But let's be real, it is let down by the wank CGI. And I think, Brad, that's your biggest issue with the episode, probably. I mean, it's the biggest episode, uh, issue of the episode. Like, that, it looks shocking. I mean, if you, the thing me and JP discussed as well, the actual monster itself doesn't look that bad. It's the face. It's Having the face. the face look so human on a, I don't even know what you'd call it. What do you even call that monster? Well, it is technically a human type thing. The thing is, like, like it's not that's even Mark Gattis's face. That's what I don't understand. No. And, yeah, and that's that a good was, point, actually. That was my thing, right? Because I actually think it was supposed to be. But I don't think the CGI was there and it was good enough that they actually made it his face. It and must be the, his face. Yeah, no, it's it, not. It's someone else's face. And it's somebody no. else's voice as well. No, it is. No. I, I, I think it's, really? I, I think I think they tried to make it his face, but they just couldn't get the CGI right. Because you've got to remember, this is still what, 2006, 2007? Yeah, we've come on. We've got better than We've seen better CGI faces in Doctor Who than this. Yeah, but I've also seen worse CGI now. I mean, Do you they film I, this one last and run out of budget? I don't know. I don't know. Because this is possible. I mean, I don't. I don't know how you can look at that and say, yeah. That'll go out on BBC One. That'll do well. I'm going to... So, I don't <laughs> think it's that bad. Oh, I think... I, don't get me wrong. It's not good. But when you're in the story, I think you can see past it. There's one bit at the end when uh, Martha's hanging from the clock tower and he's, like, roaring as the bells go or the organ goes or something. And you see, like, his rib cage, And it looks fucking amazing. Like, really genuinely very good. Uh, yeah, and, and that that's the thing. I think if you was to take the head of the monster away, I think it would be a very good monster. But the face lets it down, and that's the problem because they, they still have this issue now. So you know they do a lot of um, like with dead actors and actresses, like they do yeah. a lot in Star Wars with Peter Cushing and everything like that. The mouth is one of the hardest parts to try and animate. So even if you was to get and like motion track all of the face the mouth the corners of the mouth will be the most difficult thing to do which yeah. is why if you're ever trying to look for like deep fake stuff you either look at fingers because for some reason ai just can't work out how human hands <laughs> should look like and you also look for the mouth as well because they it's just so difficult to animate a human mouth it's just very it can't get it and i think I, I actually agree with you just on this and the fact that the actual body of the monster with the rib cage and the kind of almost like the spine that's been like pushed out of place and snapped yeah. and everything. I think it looks creepy as anything. I'm like, yeah, that's a proper, it almost looks like, it looks inhuman. You're like, it makes you uncomfortable. Like the rib yeah, cage is sure. exposed. You're like, oh, that just doesn't look nice, you know. But yeah. the face lets it down. And that's that's the problem because the note I put is, is it creepy because it's creepy or is it creepy because of the uncanny valley? Yeah, exactly. Because I think exactly. that monster was creepy. But you look at the face and you're just like, there's something wrong with that face. There's supposed to be a human <laughs> face, but it's, it just doesn't look human. No, it's and, not Doctor Who at its best, unfortunately. No, but I, I will say, I thought the action sequence where, you know, like where it's going through the party, I said a party, the, the, I don't know what you call it. What do you call a scientific gathering? Oh, it's function. Function. Yeah, there you go. The, the, like when it's going through the function and, you know, everyone, it, it does look very good, but then it cuts to its face where it does the raw thing and it opens its mouth and you're just like, <laughs> oh, it's oh. really wanking it. <laughs> Should have known when like, to stop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, but, I mean, look, what can you do? What can you do? It does, It does though, lead to, um, you know, well, my favourite line in this episode does lead to the, to the you know, the monster attack in the function and the fact that the doctor runs in and that lady goes... <laughs> He's like, he's like, you're all in danger. You're all in danger. She's like, well, the only danger in here is choking on an olive. And I'm like, well, you're dead, isn't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, is she the one that does then die? Yep, yep. Good, good fucking riddance, you silly twat. Um, <laughs> I mean, right, okay. So, I the monster is weak. We actually, Brad, I was getting some serious vibes of. Um, I was getting some serious vibes of. Um, uh, what was what's it called? The Wild Blue Yonder, one of the uh, recent specials, what, because it's too heavily reliant on CGI. Oh, you're saying the poor CGI reminds you of it? 
Yeah, the over-reliance on the CGI. Yeah, I mean, CGI is the whole... In both episodes, CGI is the whole bad villain, basically, isn't it? Like, if you took took away that CGI, it's nothing. Yeah. Yeah, Um, anyway... I think I, I do I think though, the, there, but, yeah. just just getting vibes from it, just getting vibes. People will call us out if I say I like this, but I don't like Wild Beyond because <laughs> they'll be like, "Oh, but it's all just CGI." <laughs> um, but oh, but I the think... mystery makes it great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this is made up for by the concept because it's slightly more grounded in reality, and I also think the supporting characters are pretty good. I like the exploration of Martha's family. I like the deepening of the Saxon mystery. Um, what what do you think of the uh, of the family, JP? I mean, it gives you it gives you other characters to develop, I guess. There's like yeah, you know, kind of almost like Captain Jack or or Mickey or something like that, because they kind of lost all of that. Because if you look at going back through season two, of course, as background characters that you could almost drop into at any time, where you had Rosie's mum, your Jackie. Yeah, Mickey, even though he's in a parallel universe. Yeah, Captain Jack. And that was really about it. I mean, the face of Bo, maybe. Yeah. You could count as one. Like, mm. you know, that was it. But now it opens up. So you've now got all of Martha's family. You mm. know, you've got a brother and sister. You've got the mum as well. And even a push to dad. Oh, yeah. We and didn't I, see this I, episode, it, interestingly. No, well, I, I get, again, that was, I think that was trying to, what they're trying to, um, oh, what, what was the episode where they go into the party? And that's the thing where the dad turns up with the girl. Is it the first one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of going to be a bit of a a subplot, I guess. I don't know. Could be. Who is the brother, though? Can we clear this up? Because he looks so recognisable. I'm convinced he's in JLS. Who is he? What's he been in? (laughs) He's Melvin (laughs) O'Doom. What? No, he's not really. That's that's a JLS guy, though, isn't it? No, Melvin O'Doom's the guy we saw at Unit 7. <laughs> oh, Ricky and Melvin. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, this is Ricky, isn't it? <laughs> no. It's I think it is. I think it is. I'm going to have to Google it. Reggie Yates. Reggie Yates. Is, is that, oh, is, is it that Reggie Yates? Is? Yeah, who's Reggie Yates? Isn't he on the radio or something? Probably. I don't up. know. What's he known for? Pirates, Doctor Who, Date Night, Bastard Television. He's 14 now. Yeah, that's a bit upset. He's on Radio yeah. 1, yeah. Ah, oh, there you go. Reggie 8. There you go. Um, so, yeah, I like the family genre. I like it when... Uh, what's the mum's name? Why have I completely forgotten the mum's name? Uh, Francine. Yes, yeah, something like that. Francine, yeah, Francine. I like it when she slaps him and the doctor's just like... Um, why is it always the mothers? Brilliant line. Very funny. Absolutely love it. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, the rest of the episode really just digresses into people running away from CGI. Um, they blow him up. It does nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. They reflect the Lazarus experiment beams back onto him. Uh, and it temporarily fixes the problem. Uh, quite an interesting solution, I thought that was. Yeah, it's just the fact where he's just pretty much just holding the wire. In the, I get that the Doctor is special and he's not exactly human, but I just I I think this loops back to right at the start where we're saying he's a bit more of a not so much goofy, but a, yeah, I don't think Christopher Eccleston would have done that. No, there's a lot less. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. You know, he's he's literally got the wire in his hand. Yeah, you know, he's got the wire in one hand, the sonic screwdriver in the other. And he's locked in a box with Martha. Yeah. And it, I, I don't know. It just didn't... I mean, it wasn't the conclusion of the episode, but at the time, I did think it was the conclusion of the episode. I was like, oh, that's it. He's done now. That's it. But so, it was just like, oh, okay. Fair enough. He's just... There's just a naked man on the floor now. You know, that's yeah. that it. But, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, there's... I will say there's nothing wrong with it. Again, you know, it almost goes back to that thing where... Um, Oh, I can't remember the name of the episode. The one with the cat ladies. Uh, New Earth. That's it, New Earth. Where his solution is to literally just pour loads of things into an elevator and then just release it. Uh, So you think he's winging it a little bit more than uh, Christopher Eccleston would? Yeah, I think so. I I, I think so. Um, And maybe that's why the 
you know, the you know the it, the monster came back because it wasn't a proper fix. It was only a temporary fix. Mm. Yeah, but again, Christopher Eccleston feels like he would have known that rather than. Oh, then it leads to the what I actually think is a pretty good conclusion in this. Uh, what do they call it? They don't call it a church, a cathedral. A cathedral. In this cathedral, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I really like it. The only thing I have an issue with is there's this one bit where he says like. Oh, you know, I, I saw the bombing and I saw the fire and I saw the gunshots and the doctor's mm-hmm. like, the blitz. And he goes, oh, you've read about it then. Nobody speaks like that. I know it gets to the funny line that, you know, oh, you're as old as I am, blah, blah, blah. But nobody speaks like, everybody's heard of the blitz. Do you know, it's a really nitpickety thing. But it just, what he says nobody he was there. talks like that. Yeah, but to get to that point, he's like, oh, you've read about it. What do you mm-hmm. mean? It's taught in schools. Everybody's fucking read about it. Yeah, isn't it just highlighted that Doctor Wood wasn't there like he was? But it's contrived writing, is what I'm trying to say. Like nobody speaks like that in real life. It's just it's clearly set up for an otherwise what's basically Mm. just a cheap joke. To be fair, but that's that's pretty nitpicky. To be fair, yeah, there there was a question that I'm hoping you you can answer. I'm assuming because he talks about the Blitz and everything like that. I'm assuming that wasn't the same incident as the Doctor dances. Well, I think there were loads of bombs in the Blitz, wasn't there? No, there were, but there was a pretty... Yeah, Yeah. no, I just, I was assuming, because again, I'm assuming that, speaking chronologically, that would be the last time the Doctor was there, yeah. Yeah. That's a good point, to be fair. I never even thought of that. Mm. I like that. Sorry, just back to um, JP mentioned New New Earth. Do you recognise Martha's mum, JP? No, he oh, won't. Was she, was she one of the cats? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean we, he won't? Why wouldn't we? We spoke about this when we did the New Earth episode. Even I, like, we couldn't we even tell which when, one was Martha's mum. How would we have done that when um, oh, we hadn't I seen Martha's mum yet? Like, no, but we had this discussion. I said, do you know which one it is? Really? And we were both like, nope, no fucking idea which one it is. So there's I'm no way, sure JP. We knew which one it was. It's Novice Home, isn't it? It's not Novice Home. We've had this discussion, like, literally six, less than six months ago, for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, sorry, I don't remember six, six months ago. <laughs> so what do you mean? Well, I don't know who it's, it is then. I don't know it's who a recorded conversation on this podcast. We were Googling it and everything. <laughs> I don't remember that. I don't know what you're on about. Anyway, there's one more line that just pissed me off a little bit. <laughs> it is when they're in the cathedral again. And oh. Lazarus turns to the doctor and says, you've not been able to stop me so far. He literally just stopped you five minutes ago. That's why you're in this cathedral. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I, I got that. And the, the other problem I had as well is they just, Martha and Tish just love stopping for a fucking chat, don't they? They're being traced <laughs> by some abomination. And then they just stop dead to have a chat with the doctor. And it's just like, I get that you got to speak to him, but at the same time, just fucking run. No, exactly. <laughs> and this, this for me is when Doctor Who's at its weakest as well, is when there's two things chasing each other down a corridor and it doesn't matter what speed they're running at. They're never going to catch up with each other. And you show him <laughs> right next to them in one shot and then they're miles away from each other in the next shot. It just pisses me off. It's lazy. <laughs> Yeah. Blue yonder, blue yonder. <laughs> wild blue yonder, <laughs> fucking the Slovene back in Aliens of London. There's so many examples of it. This is me right off, but um, oh, your favorite episode. <laughs> so, yeah, so it then gets wrapped up quite nicely. He falls to his death, Martha nearly falls to her death, and uh, we get the second goodbye between Martha and the doctor of this series. Um, oh god, she's annoying. Martha's so oh, annoying. Oh, yeah. Glad you've said that. She's so needy. She's so oh, fucking needy, man. Get over it, Martha. She's oh. not interested. It's annoying, though, because we've got so much to come and it's so different to how she actually is. I know. I know. What changes? I don't get it. It's, it's the conversation that they have in the last episode. That's what changes. But yeah, up and like, uh, you know. One of my favourite episodes, or one of my favourite stories, is the two-parter that's coming up with the fob watch, Brad. And I'd like, I'm thinking ahead. Oh, yeah. And, like, she's so in love with the Doctor in those episodes. Like, it's, I'm getting mm. angry thinking about it. I, I haven't re-watched this series properly for years. It's amazing how obsessed over the Doctor she is. Like, it is exhausting. Um, yeah. But, hey, they agree. 
and uh, she's now an official companion. I thought he was going to give her a key. I'm glad he didn't. I thought that as well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she gets the whole yeah, sonic screwdriver key, didn't a few times. Oh, yeah, <laughs> cheeky. <laughs> and that, that was, she did actually use the sonic screwdriver a couple of times. I don't think Rose ever did. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's an example. Yeah, I'm sure there's an example of her doing it. But yeah, no, just setting 54 or whatever it was. Boom, bosh, Bob's your uncle. Done. Doors are open. Uh, they all escape. Blah blah blah. Episode wrapped up quite nicely. I think it's a pretty good, fun, <laughs> not important Doctor Who story. I think it's boring. Adds uh, nothing to the story. It's not even a good story. It's not executed well. I don't like it. It's- <laughs> I don't like it. I thought it ended when they got to, when they went to the cathedral and that was it. It was it. I thought that was the end. And then there was that whole extra scene of the whole him going back into the monster room and, and chasing them, and it just dragged it out longer than it needed to be dragged out for. Before. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I, agree. I, I don't know. I just, I, I always say like kind of I'm like oh well there was more good things and bad things in this one, so I've got to have a good. But I think I just. There wasn't enough in this episode for me to go, oh, there was more good things than bad things, really. I just, it was a bit shit. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. I know. It just, it, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have said it was the worst episode of Doctor Who, but I just, as I said, you know, the, normally I'm like, oh, yeah, well, there was some good, you know, there was more good parts than bad parts. But unfortunately, I think there was more bad parts than good parts for this one. I just, wow. Well, I in that it's the case, worst episode of this series. Oh, fuck right off. A million miles away from the worst episode of the series. Uh, JP, love it or hate it? Yeah, it's got to be a hate it for me. Uh, Which, again, sounds really like kind of harsh, but that's just, as I said, there was more, there was more things I didn't like than I did like on this one. No, fair enough. Brad? Yeah, hate it. It's the worst one of the series. Unbelievable. Shakespeare Code is the worst one of the series, just to be very, very clear. Disagree. If I was to go back and rewatch an episode, I'd rather rewatch Shakespeare than this one. Wow, I'm fascinated. I'm going to go with love it. Listen, I don't think it's brilliant. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think I'd hurry back to rewatch it. Have a lot of fun with it. I really like Mark Gattis's performance. I really like the Doctor in it. I like the expansion of um, Martha's family. The monster, yeah, fine. It's not that great, but that's okay. The concept of it is pretty interesting, and it does. More setting up for the finale than I think we realise at this point as well. There's obviously the Saxon mystery, and then there's one other thing that comes back for a yeah, payoff you could have as put well. That in any other episode, it's just convenient that it's in this episode. No, this episode is like this episode is so important for the finale. If you think about it, Brad, oh, not really. What happens? That... Just think about it. What happens in the finale and how does it happen? Yeah, I know. I know. I get that. But that doesn't mean that this is a good episode. No, but I'm saying there's enough here to warrant it being an important... And, a, and a, I, there's enough here to worth yeah, it. Yeah, all, right. all right. There's 30 seconds of this episode that are important. No, there's more than that. I think... There is. Anyway... Um, did you watch the next time trailer, JP? We did, and I can't. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I never make notes on the next time thing because I never know if we talk about. It. Um, it's the one that I thought it was the uh, Satan bit again. Yes, yeah. It's the pub I did see what you meant. Episode. Yeah. The pub quiz episode, mean? and where Cindy Bill returns again from the dead. Cindy Bill, <laughs> <laughs> another EastEnders <laughs> reference. Oh, Phil Mitchell. <laughs> um. Well, JP, brace yourself because it's the first exposure to Chibnall you're going to receive. Oh, strap in. See, the thing is, so is it in like kind of direct like relation to Satan bit, or is it just completely different? I think it may, and again, this might even be a stretch. I think it may be set in the same time zone, but whether they even say that or not, I don't know. But no, no link other than potentially being at the same time. Oh shit. Because I, I, I saw it and I was like, oh, it looks really hot and, you know, kind of there's lot. It just felt like the Satan bit again. And A spiritual like, successor, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. really liked the episode and I was like, oh, yeah. And now I'm 
not looking forward to it. Yeah, like, imagine the complete no, opposite, and that's what you'll get. No, I don't think it's that bad again. I mean, listen, I don't think it's great. I don't <laughs> think it's that bad. But uh, that's next week. This is now. Um, anything to add, boys? Nah. No. Uh, I'm just looking through my notes. I think <laughs> we've, we've covered everything. Um, oh, the only other... In fact, no, the only other thing I wanted to mention is the Doctor kind of saved the day similarly to how he did... Um, with um, you know when he when he's with Catherine Tate in the Catherine Tate Christmas special, yeah, just sticks the uh, sticks a sonic screwdriver into something to make it louder, and that's it. Oh uh, yeah, like he did with the with the snowman. Yeah, good to that. Yeah, nice little call, but he'll Tempted stick his sonic mean. anywhere, won't he? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Making it too tempting. Too tempting. <laughs> anyway, I'm surprised think... we've not had a mention of the glasses this week. Well, like I said, I've given oh, up. Have you given up? Yeah, completely. Yeah, it's okay. just for show. Okay, just yeah. for show. Very upset. Did you use it for a screen this time, though? Again. Yeah, up close reading, but Martha was there. Nah, it's dead, mate. Drop it. Drop it. Stop right, trying to I'll flog a dead it. horse. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That's your only good segment, though. Fuck <laughs> off. Wow. This whole podcast is my segment, you silly pricks. (laughs) (laughs) And I literally introduced that comment section one last week as well. That's going to come back next week. I'm just collating a few. Oh, we're doing that today? No, no, next week, next week. Yeah, I couldn't be asked to screenshot the comments. Terrible comments from terrible people. But I'm going to do nice (laughs) comments from okay people next week, I think. So write in with your nice comments for a chance to be shouted out on the episode. Why are they not nice people? Uh, why are who not? Oh, why is, you said nice comments yeah. from okay people. I mean, we don't. They're leaving comments on YouTube. How nice can they be? <laughs> you can leave nice comments on YouTube. Oh, I'm joking. I love you, listeners. Thank you very much. Uh, right, signing off now. I'm tired. I'm going to bed. Uh, go on, sign off, boys. Yeah, yeah thank you for... Wow, that was just silly. I was going to say, thank, thanks for all the continued support, guys. Really appreciate it. And um, we'll catch you next week. And next week, we are going to uh, do a face reveal, I believe, correct? What's the face reveal? Uh, you know, it's also... You're going to see us live and on camera, maybe. Oh, not live. Definitely not. <laughs> oh, fucking <laughs> hell, imagine doing this live. Jesus. <laughs> oh, dear. All right, well, anyway. Yeah, uh, maybe on camera. Night for now. Yeah, maybe on camera. Oh, yes. Adios, amigos.